0: we
1: Another edition of Pod Racers, a Star Wars podcast. It is episode 37, and uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the dark side of the Force and some of the powers that uh, we enjoy. We've got not much in the way of news, and Matt, we were talking um, off mic about that and how that is kind of news because well, we're we're struggling to find stuff to talk about. And so we maybe tend to make up shit. And I'm not talking about us in general, just the fandom, which is kind of funny. Matt, uh by the way, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> I'm
2: doing I'm doing pretty good. Doing good.
1: What's the weather like out there on the uh the east coast? Uh,
2: it is uh kinda well, I guess warm is a relative term now because you know now you can finally go walking outside without a jacket on if you have to. If and you your don't face have to. freezing off. Yeah, and your face freezing off. So it's nice, but it's it's gray. We had a couple of really nice days today or this past week, and uh,
1: there's pretty much no snow left. Yeah, that's exciting. I love winter time, but uh, now you you start getting to the plus temperatures, and I'm just okay. That's enough. I don't need yeah. I don't need minus ten, minus twelve, and I don't need that anymore. It's time yeah, to- we're we're at the dirty season though. Yeah, right? I like I the, hate springtime for where that. We just
2: need the rain to just yeah. clean off the sidewalks and whatever.
1: I hate yeah. that about. The the, I call it the rot the <laughs> because rot. the snow melts away and we're just left with yuck. Mm-hmm. And we need that rain and we need them them street cleaners out to clean up the streets. Uh, yeah. So no, not a whole lot of news to talk about when it comes to Star Wars right now. We're kind of waiting for May the Fourth, and like I had mentioned before, you had said that maybe we, as a fandom, kind of start putting crap out there just for the sake of having something to talk about.
2: Yeah, kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I follow some people on YouTube and, you know, some stuff online on Reddit and, um, a lot of the the news that I've been finding lately is just not news. You know, it's like people have to put something else, something out. And so if there's no news, they're making, you know, like a fire where there's maybe even smoke. Yeah. Like likely not maybe a smoke. I don't know. It just seems
1: pointless. Yeah. Like why we're already as a fandom for star Wars, super divided. Yeah. The Mandalorian kind of brought people together, but then Gina Carano got fired and that Mm -hmm. tore it all back apart. Um,
2: I don't know if that will at all, you know, I think, okay.
1: I, go I ahead. People, I see, yeah, I I, I think, know what you're saying.
2: I think people are still going to watch the Mandalorian no matter what. You and know.
1: do do we call the people that are Gina Carano heavy fans? Do we call them Star Wars fans? i like, if you pretty really...
2: severely doubt that Gina you know, Gina Carano fans just watch the Mandalorian, I'm not saying there aren't people like that. Sure, sure but I'm going to say it's probably less than 1% of the people that are watching the Mandalorian are there because of Gina Carano. Oh yeah. No, she what? wasn't even a main character. Yeah, for sure. Know? She was in what,
1: like a few episodes, half of the episodes. I wouldn't even say half. Not even. Right. Like we get t- we're 20 episodes on the show.
2: Yeah. She's a secondary character. So if you're a huge Gina Carano fan and you just wanted to see her and inst- do her work, yeah, I bet you that's less than one percent of the people watching the show.
1: I would agree with that. What I'm what I'm meaning is, if you're willing to depart Star Wars and your fandom for it because of Gina oh. Carano, well, like it's clashing with your values. Yeah, like okay, is that is that what is like? Would you? I don't, I don't know. know. I can't. I don't see. think
2: they're going to lose very many people.
1: I don't think so. It's either. too
2: good of a story, and you're already invested into it, and you know and she's it wasn't not even Gina Carano part? that that made that happen. Uh-uh. You could have taken,
1: you know. like, honestly, to me. You could take everything Gina Carano out of Mandalorian, and you wouldn't skip a beat. Oh, not at all. Like, no. I I liked I liked Gina Carano in her role as Cara Dune. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. I didn't think it did anything for the story. I don't. I didn't look at her performance and go, "Wow, she blew me away."
2: No, I liked to see her. Yeah, she, did, she was awesome. Like I know, like a lot of the stuff she did, like picking up, like uh and throwing and, yeah. and just like carrying him out at the end of season one. There, like that was all her, which just is cool. like like friggin' manhandled the guy and picked him up. I'm like that's friggin' awesome. Like yeah. you know, and for I guess maybe that like the female viewers that want to see that strong girl power. It's like yeah, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was great for that, and and maybe that's where this argument's coming from. But
1: like to me it's pretty thin. Well, and you know, also it's... people ripping at Disney for firing her. Well, first off, yeah, you're All wrong. Fired. She didn't get fired. Mm-hmm. They just like they literally said we're not renewing her contract. We're not bringing her back.
2: Yeah. So that means that like the contract was written. The writers knew that this character may or may not come back, you know.
1: There was no overhanging arc that we were like expecting no. for Gina Carano. No, it's not like
2: they were, yeah, just, I don't know. She she maybe, maybe, like, and this is probably based a lot on speculation too, that, you know, she was going to be the ranger in the New Republic show. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's so far away. Like, yeah, okay. Maybe they were talking about doing it or sitting down in their studio thinking, okay, with their group of writers, how are we going to do this?
1: Well, and also, even if she was, and she probably was going to be that, that lead for the new Republic show. It has no bearing on the Mandalorian. Not at all. Like whatsoever. So, okay. the story could go in a complete different direction. And I'll tell you what, if the rumors are true of the character of Harrison Dula being that lead, I am all for that. Yeah. Especially after watching some more rebels. Mm. Like her, her character is so much better than Kara's. Mm-hmm. there's an arc there that we've yet to finish. And we're not even close to being done rebels yet. Yeah. But like Hera's character is so likable. Cara Dune's character. Likable. I don't know about that. She's not unlikable, but very respectable. I guess yeah. maybe
2: that, I guess Hera is too, in her own way. But Hera, maybe
1: like Hera's like, she's nice and she's like, she's lived through stuff like as Cara Dune has, right? Like her planet blew up, but like there's, there's an arc there for Hera to me that is so much more interesting than Cara. And maybe it's because Cara is a human character and we see so many human characters in a galactically driven story where, (laughs) where are all the aliens, (laughs) right? Like all of the main characters out of Star Wars, I can think of one, two, three, three that aren't human. And I'm, I'm sure there's others that I'm missing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, four. So Yoda, Chewie, R2, and 3PO. Like, name me another character that's not human that is a main character that we see all the time. Like yes, there's there's Jedi aliens,
3: mm-hmm. we
1: all know about them. Like Ahsoka, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Ahsoka, Java? we don't see him for very long. Yeah, would you call him a main character? I don't know, kind of. I guess he's a got secondary a
2: secondary character. He's definitely he's not... secondary. Yeah,
1: for sure. But even like I would, I would almost call three PO a secondary character then. We see him all the time, but he's got mm-hmm. no bearing on the story. R two mm-hmm. for sure is a is a main character,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, Chewie Chewy for sure. But I, I can't honestly think of another character in the Star Wars story that we've seen on film that isn't human. So having some somebody... yeah, yeah.
2: But that's the that's the new trilogy. Yeah, the new trilogy's got more though. But even I think.
1: even her, like we saw her. Big time in Last Jedi. No, mm-hmm. I guess Force Awakens. We don't really see her in Last Jedi. We just see a hologram. Mm hmm. Maul. Uh... Maul? Ooh, Darth Maul. Yeah, I'll give you Maul. For sure. Um... But yeah, like we, he, and he gets killed off in the first movie anyway.
3: hmm.
1: He so, comes like, back. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but like, yeah, like to see, and I know bringing these creatures or bringing these different races of beings into like live action can be difficult for sure right like ahsoka comes out and mandalorian people immediately bitch and complain about her her head tendrils or whatever that they're not long enough and blah blah like what are they the leku or something yeah the like yeah. Le, like pick your battles that's not one of them <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah like so for us to be able to see more characters like hera or to or soca or any of these kind of things is welcome to me because it expands that universe mm-hmm. right what were we even talking about i forget
2: <laughs> we were talking about uh, the lack of fan or lack of things <laughs> going on so fans just yeah. talking about random stuff they <laughs> can um, fire where there's meat <laughs> smoke.
1: and we completely went random there <laughs> yeah, we kind of did it and that's okay um just I don't have much in the way of news, and that's why we're doing this, but uh, one thing I did see, Sebastian Stan apparently came out and said that if Mark Hamill gives him the go-ahead, he's down to play Luke.
3: Mm-hmm. Mark
1: Hamill's already said yes,
3: <laughs> okay. so
1: there's that. It just needs to happen on Disney's end, and I I don't know if it will. Do they want to – like you've mentioned this before – do they want to dive into Luke and lose that mysticism?
2: Yeah, I think they shouldn't. Uh, yeah, I'm torn should on it. Like he should be kind of like Yoda in the Clone Wars TV show, you know, yeah. like he's there all the time, but as You'd counsel. Never,
1: yeah, you never see you him know, in battle. And if you do
2: you do it's once or twice and it's in the biggest battle and he's doing the sickest shit. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the only time you can do it.
1: I'm torn with Luke. Because there is such a backstory there between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and especially if they go ahead and they do some sort of retconning of the sequel trilogy, and I'm I'm more I'm getting more and more into that mm-hmm. because, well, everybody knows we shit on the sequels like crazy, but. Yeah. I think you can add to that story and not completely discredit everything that went on. Yeah. There's a way of doing it. And Maybe. I think with, with Dave uh, Filoni adding in the world between worlds,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which we'll come across way later in rebels. I, I think it opens up the possibility to be able to tell more stories with characters that are beloved in the star Wars Mm-hmm. fandom or in the star wars universe that people want to see mm-hmm. like i don't know how high republic is doing right now as far as fan support goes i'm i'm i dig it i'm down i like it anything star wars that doesn't have to rely on the skywalkers i'm good to go and and that's not to say that i don't like the skywalkers i absolutely love them but we've seen their story mm-hmm like, you can add to Luke for sure. You can add to Leia for sure. It would be interesting to see maybe a Leia miniseries, like kind of like Kenobi, where mm-hmm. we're seeing what Leia's doing between. Um, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens because like she has political like, drama. Like she's, using, it.
2: she's using the force to, like, <laughs> yeah,
1: to, you know, to
2: figure out which which is the best course of action to take. So that, you know, like I'd be I, I would interesting. love to sting. Yeah, just be, I, it'd be like costumes. And aliens yeah. dressed nicely and yeah. doing political things like, like uh House of Cards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> House Card show with Leia—that would running, be freaking sick. I'd, I'd be down for that. I'd oh, love yeah. to see something like that. I, yeah. we, at some point, I would love to see Leia with a lightsaber, mm-hmm. and maybe something happens. Maybe she has Ben, and that's what stops her from pursuing her Jedi training, mm-hmm. like. There's there's so much story in there to tell. Do we get it? I don't know. I'd like to see it, though. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and with Luke, like, like I agree the mysticism. You want to keep that. But they kind of shot that in the foot when they released Last Jedi. Like, hmm. they, they ruined Luke. Yeah, kind of. They made him, like, everybody is going to have a different reaction to certain things but Luke is an 18 year old kid like his uncle and aunt were killed that's essentially his parents he learned that his father was like one of the most notorious villains in the galaxy he never quit on that stuff like if any kid was gonna be like nope I'm out (laughs) just Mm -hmm. go hide somewhere in the galaxy like he had every excuse to do that and he didn't it shows his strength of character and then he gets to be that Jedi. And now we're not going to see any story because we want to keep his, his legendary master status kind of under wraps. We don't want to ruin that for fans. Well, you almost, this is where I get torn. You almost have to, to build that mysticism back up because like, to me, we see Mandalorian, We see Luke walk the hallways. We're freaking out when we see the gloved hand and the green lightsaber. And he comes in and it's Mark Hamill's digitalized young face. R2 rolls up next to us and we're all all fanboying, going crazy, and everybody's excited. Mm -hmm. But that's the mysticism there. And we, we geeked out for it. Now we have 30 years of whatever until... Luke's a bitch and runs away from Kylo because Kylo had some bad thoughts in his head and Luke Luke was like ah, I'm going to kill him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just such a bad turn for Luke. It doesn't yeah, make sense. It, it, but you know what, what we're if introduced they to... if they could maybe make the story where somebody was using force magic to poison Luke's mind in that time that would add a whole new spin to it. Oh man. Yes, right? Maybe they could do something like that. And it is like the political drama or the 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 thing in the background. And this is like you have other people trying to go and figure this out, you know. The only Luke's way to corrupt like Yoda Luke. once in a while.
1: Yeah. Like the only way to corrupt Luke is to use dark side force magic like night sister type stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. And that's how that's how like you know beat everything. the master. No, and, but that's how you beat Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like, if you told a story like that, man, oh, man, that'd be great. And mm-hmm. Luke has no clue until he's got his lightsaber lit with Kylo laying in bed and he realizes, no, this isn't it. And mm-hmm.
2: But Kylo's but already it's too misinterpreted late. it and it's too late.
1: That adds to that story tenfold. Mm-hmm. Like, then you go... This makes sense. Not Kyle. I could sense the darkness in Kylo. So I had to end it by killing him. It's yeah. <laughs> your nephew. That's your nephew. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your, like, uh, Darth Vader murdered children. Uh, he's murdered countless people in the galaxy. He's Darth Vader. He's evil, but I sense good in him. Mm-hmm. Kylo, I'm training him to be a Jedi. I sent some dark side in them. Aha, let's end it. <laughs> like, there's just no hope. <laughs> what? <laughs> it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like oh, so there is stories. I think that the that they can tell. Uh, personally, I'd love to see a Sebastian Stan led Luke Skywalker show. Mm-hmm. But then again, I also look at Luke and I'm like, no, nah, he's movies. Yeah right like if he was they
2: had like oh, oh oh you know how we were talking about oh i had another idea for a show for disney so if they're listening um, macchio's got you stuff i got gotcha, you i gotcha. you so like you know how we were talking about we want to see more of the like the really big creatures yes in in the galaxy yes what if it was like a show of luke like indiana jones style where he's going to discover all these old temples and stuff
1: like, he's going after relics and things like that. Yeah, he's Which going after essentially... all the Jedi
2: relics and yeah. stuff like that. And exactly. he and he does
1: that. We know he does that, so go yeah, on.
2: I'm, so, like, you could... If he was facing, like, planet... I don't know. It'd be, like, a super superhero. Like, it'd be kind of like Superman, basically, right? Yeah. Like he'd, he'd have to be, like, finding planet-destroying calamities about to befall a star system or a planet, you know, like, all the time, and he yeah. would just... Show up and just be like choo, 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 and swing his laser sword and you know defeat <laughs> right you know it would have to be like that because i like this idea cha- that's the only challenge luke would have at this point and then he sees darkness in kylo ren and it's like no
1: yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean like yes he yes uh, he he's like he's he's eliminated the massive threat in the galaxy insidious invader yeah, so and now he can
2: do like Jedi shit like you know not fight evil but like protect you know and discover and, and learn and discover,
1: and yeah. all this kind of stuff but then Kylo uh, he's kind of bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's, his kind, head. he's kind of bad. Yeah, I didn't even talk it over. I'm going to do it while sister. he's sleeping
2: too. <laughs> didn't even like... talk it over with his sister at all. <laughs> didn't didn't get a second opinion.
1: No kidding! You think he'd be
2: like, Leia,
1: We got some issues here with Kyle. Man, he took
2: kill your son. What? Oh, imagine that for a conversation. Oh no man.
1: Kidding. Oh, it makes it. This is so short sighted. Him, in light, <laughs> The more and more I think about it, is just not So, yeah. like, yeah. like he would ever do that. If you imagine, if he, imagine if it, Leia, like, it he is ran mine.
2: away from Leia, maybe because yeah. Leia could be the yeah. only one that scares the shit out of him, right? <laughs> exactly. And so, like he runs away from Leia, and so that's how he turns himself off from the Force, so she can't find him. So it's that's... Leia that can't find him anymore. Imagine this that.
1: This is the story. This is the story. He's not running from Snoke. He's running, he's from, running Leia. from Leia. <laughs> 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 how sick would that have been, eh? Actually, oh, how sick
2: so- would that have been if like that actually made Leia corrupted? Right, and then she was basically Palpatine and Snoke for the sequel trilogy.
1: How sick of a story would that have been? Honest to goodness, oh, people man. people would shit on it because Carrie Fisher. And I get that side of the story, but as a story goes, oh yeah, the most unlikely of characters to turn evil yeah. turns evil. Well, like that's what happens because with of what Luke right? does.
2: That's, that would be because awesome. of Anakin, Anakin, yeah, Luke has that moment of weakness where everything's tested, and he goes to kill his son, and, then, and he makes a bad decision, and then Kylo and Leia, like, what do they do? Do they Rule discover the, the dark galaxy side together, as
1: mother and son?
2: Do they discover the dark side together? Then, like, because <sighs> well, Emperor should be
1: dead by that point, right? Well, Emperor doesn't need to necessarily be the villain, then. No, he doesn't. If, he doesn't if you're, need if to you're come turning back. He Leia, could have been killed. Well, yeah, and if you're turning Leia, if Leia is your story where she's going bad and she's going, and it's now Leia and Kylo against Luke. And this is how Luke gets redeemed, right? Because Luke Luke has fallen, not from the light side of the force, but he's fallen because of his mistake with Kylo.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Shit. Matt, we should write this down. <laughs> this is a movie. But yeah, so Luke has fallen, in grace because of what he's done with kylo he hasn't killed him but he tried to mm-hmm. kylo ran away kylo tells mommy <laughs> because that seems like a kylo thing to do mm-hmm. mommy uncle uncle luke was trying to hurt me i don't like that leia falls to the dark side mm-hmm. that's just a simple leia falls to the dark side because luke was trying to hurt her boy well yeah she's and got to it, protect her son yes han is off doing han things horrible father horrible husband everything is just Turned upside down in the universe of Star Wars, um, Finn, Luke finds Finn, who's Force sensitive, or Ray, whatever, actually trains them, mm-hmm. and now you have Leia, who who could be potentially stronger in the Force than Luke, along with Kylo, who is strong in the Force, against Skywalker, yeah, yeah against Luke, Ray, and Finn, and now, now you've got a whole different battle. And people might hate it because Leia's bad, but hate for Leia being bad it is can also good just be
2: from a point of view, right? Because yes, because they're both doing the right thing. Leia's still protecting her her new republic right because she's chancellor or whatever right and then still protecting her new republic so like it's almost like her her civic duty to underside understand all sides of the force if it can benefit the empire right so like that could be like the tipping point for her to be like hey you know maybe i should you know palpatine a little bit here and dip into because if this means I get to, you know, the ability to, to foresee things better and I can protect worlds better from incidents, because maybe there's some also simultaneous meteor destroying yeah. a star system, right? So like, yeah, you could, you know what they could do, Disney could do for this? They could, they could like almost they could use the Skywalker saga as a backbone, maybe not the sequel trilogy as much. Um, but they could totally rewrite it, set it like. You know, 10,000 years into the future, say there's been some kind of galactic galaxy wide, you know, destruction and basically civilizations restarting again across the universe and they could just have this thing happen again. Right. It could be just like a continuing thing. They could rewrite these stories. Yeah. And like every, you know, however many years they just recycle. You know, I love this I...
1: idea. <laughs> I want Leia bad. <laughs> I want I want Leia with a red lightsaber. Yeah. Make it happen. Um, wow, we <laughs> we just created a whole new story. There
2: we now. go. Yeah, we're making shit up where there's smoke.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it for news. Uh, I did read an interesting theory. <laughs> that, uh, is kind. Of, I, I like this idea. Um, CBR.com talks about planets with force nexuses on them and they mentioned that maybe tatooine is one of those planets now obviously obviously coruscant is one right you've got the jedi temple built on top of a sith temple built on top of a force nexus
2: okay what's a force nexus exactly it,
1: it, think dagobah
2: okay oh it's like just one of those just a super like powerful almost like a node or something. yeah
1: yes okay. uh, you've got dagobah right uh, where Yoda oh, hangs okay. his robes. Yeah, we, where Luke
2: goes. and
1: We discover on Rebels that okay. Lothal has mm-hmm. a Force Nexus and they have a temple that's built mm-hmm. there. Um, I absolutely love that whole little arc there in Rebels, by the way. Uh, and now the thought is that Tatooine might have one. And the evidence is all of the Force um, occurrences In the galaxy that happened because or on Tatooine, right? Luke Mm -hmm. is born there.
2: No, no, he's not born
1: there. Or sorry, Anakin is born there.
2: Anakin's born there, yeah.
1: Anakin meets Padme there, which of course creates Luke and Leia. Mm -hmm. Luke lives on Tatooine. Mm
3: -hmm. You've
1: got, um, Obi Wan being on Tatooine afterwards to protect Luke. And oh, there's more to it. Um, Basically, well, like
2: those dragons have the, those... the Krite dragons. They have those pearls inside them that can be turned into uh lightsaber crystals. That's
1: right. Um, Maul yeah. Maul dies on Tatooine, right? Obi Wan kills Maul yeah. on Tatooine. Yeah. And then the whole kind of Skywalker saga comes to an end at Uncle Owen's farm when Lay or Lay Ray buries Luke and Leia's lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way. That was dumb, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. like, why? Why bury them there? That makes no yeah. sense.
2: Yeah, the scent's just going to blow the... Whatever. They'll be Who fire. are you?
1: I'm Ray Skywalker. No, you're not. You're not Skywalker. Stop it. You just, mm-hmm. just, just shit on the Skywalker name. <laughs> um, so, th- I, I think this is an interesting thing. And, like, basically... Okay, so Lothal is one of those outer rim worlds. Tatooine mm-hmm. very much the same. And to think that there might not be a Jedi temple, like this goes along with this whole Luke story of Luke searching for relics and and other things of, of Jedi renown, or maybe even Sith mm-hmm. uh, artifacts as well. It would be really cool to for, for Luke to find. Oh, man, I want a Luke show now. <laughs> I want to see him in Indiana Jones style, hunting down and, and discovering all of these things and having these little adventures on the way with R2E. Oh, yes, I want it. Mm-hmm. I want to do yeah. like
2: He's like going through Jedi puzzles like in the temples, right? Well and riddles, he finds... tests of this test. wouldn't it have to be a long show. It'd be no. all pretty quick, probably. But... Yeah,
1: like it doesn't it doesn't have to be anything insane. If you do mm. a forty minute show, uh like a I don't know, a ten episode show, you could do you can fill in the gaps between episode six and episode seven nicely and you can even do it Mm -hmm. along the lines where okay so here's our show 10 episodes long a year and then every like three years you have a major movie where Mm -hmm. it's like galactic style right like luke has to fight the chiss or Mm -hmm. uh, the yuzan vong comes in and luke has to deal with that kind of thing you talk about building your star wars universe TV shows are connected to the movies. That would be the perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. Because then you can add in all the other shows, Mandalorian and and uh, the the uh, Rangers of the New Republic and blah, 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 blah. And just shows are going strong. Major arc comes in the movie. Like think mm-hmm. of it as, so you got Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. You got Thor 1 and 2, Avengers movie right? Mm-hmm. And then so on and so forth. That's mm-hmm. that's how you do it. You do it mm-hmm. with TV and you do it with Disney Plus. Your viewership levels on Disney Plus are going to skyrocket.
2: They're already still probably pretty high. Oh
1: yeah, they are for sure. Mm-hmm. But like if, you, if that's how you're connecting your universe instead of thinking of okay, here's our movies. This is what we're going to establish with our movies. Here's our Backwaters TV show. So Mandalorian. Oh yeah, we saw Ahsoka. We saw Luke for two seconds. That's all good and great. But that's going to be the TV show. So now Mandalorian's going to continue doing his thing and blah, blah, blah. Now you have those big movies come in every three or four years or however you want to do it, because you can do multiple movies. If you want to pump out a a star Wars movie every year. Sure. Mm -hmm. But it's connected to certain TV shows or whatnot. So the connectivity is all there and you're just, you're just going on a line. And obviously Mm -hmm. the planning for something like that, would have to be massive. Like you're thinking a 10 year stretch.
2: Oh yeah. We probably almost have to have like a 20 year plan. Yeah. But you know, but that's what these studios have to deal with though, right? Exactly. They're like, okay, we have these
1: franchises now. This is our media. Like we have to There's no way Disney yes, when Iron Man One came out, there was no overarching plan for Avengers. Not really, no. Because that was still I think Iron Man was still Marvel. Mm-hmm. Before it was it Disney, was. right? I think so. So, yeah. yeah, there probably was a plan. Here's what we want to do. We want to bring everybody together. But there's a reason why Marvel sold to Disney. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they write comics really well. The TV studios and the movie studios and things like that, not so much.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So Disney takes it in. Disney goes, Okay, we've got Marvel. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna continue with the Iron Man verse, if you want to call it that. And we're going to come to this conclusion in 10, 15 years, whatever, how long, I guess 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, and then bam, run with it that way. And then now, while you're in the midst of that, you have your people on the sidelines going, okay, here's our next 10 year arc. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's how Marvel has to think of it. And of course, or not Marvel, I uh, D-
2: Lucas or Lucas films. (laughs) I'm
1: I'm all over the place with these because I'm thinking DC stuff too with the Mm -hmm. Snyder verse and everything. Yeah. Everything's
2: got a verse now.
1: You have to have those overarching plots. Whether you do them or not is one thing, but you have to have that plan in place because if you don't, well, then we get the sequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. There you go. That's about all I have for news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't have anything to add.
1: Uh, do we want to get right into our dark side forces? Sure. Force bars.
2: Sure. Actually, Did you... I didn't put mine in order. But I don't uh... have
1: I don't have mine in order either. I just have a nice little list that I I even have an honorable a mention again.
2: Okay, I didn't come up with an honorable mention. That's okay. Yeah, and I'll uh, just go maybe in the order that I chose them
1: okay go for it you want to start all right
2: well yeah my first one was the force choke i think it is just like nothing would be more intimidating yes You know?
1: that's exactly what i thought of when i when i thought force choke it is maybe yeah. the single most intimidating move you can have
2: yeah because you can always just let go it's like okay you can breathe now all right now we're <laughs> yes. gonna talk again you ready to start talking you know like oh. as a negotiating tactic as a, fr- a frontline worker like a jedi or a sith right basically they're you know like they get their stuff done personally they don't have time for this you know you know i, I just need to get this, <laughs> this negotiation done quickly this guy's being lippy all right i'm going to stop you from breathing you know i can even maybe hurt you a little bit by crushing crushing it make give you a little bit of pain right and then i can let them go and be like all right do you want to start again yeah. <laughs> you know Oh no! Okay, yeah. <laughs> go right back out. Yeah, and then you can pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Add a little telekinesis. Oh in man, there. You, being evil would be so much fun. As a force user. If you if you evil? enjoyed being evil, anyways.
1: <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's half the battle.
2: You got to enjoy being with, evil. with Kylo.
1: He doesn't enjoy being evil.
2: Yeah, probably.
1: Like if you just took a little, just smile a little bit when you, you're when you're crushing that guy's larynx. Yeah. Um, yes i agree i have that in my list as well so that's one transferred off there force lightning that was my next one yeah i think everybody's got that one down it's cool we get to see it it, cool we get to see it times 10 in uh rise of skywalker and i actually enjoyed that i did too i thought that was awesome when when palpatine is throwing lightning all around the planet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. dropping ships frying yeah. stuff. Like I was like, yes, it feels now, like
2: something like the, this person sitting on the Sith throne on the Sith planet, like tapping into the dark side should be able to do.
1: And I think if they had done that in any other spot, I would hate it. Mm-hmm. It needed to be like, Exegol's got to have a force nexus. Oh, of course.
2: If it's got planet. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it makes sense that he'd be able to draw upon that power. And, and exhibit that power the way that he does and mm-hmm. it was it was cool to see now mm-hmm. no I'm not even going to get into what, what happened but I, it's just, it was just a cool thing to see I liked it I loved it mm-hmm. and I think force lightning when we first saw it in uh, Return of the Jedi it was dope oh yeah so surprising like, Luke's Luke's getting fried we see his skull kind of pop up yeah. here and there and Anakin picks up the Emperor and his skulls, you were seeing it mm-hmm. through the, the it was such a cool visual. And yeah, that's where you go, Yeah, I like Palpatine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's it's an awesome thing to see. And we only yeah. see it really in live action.
2: No, we see it in the cartoon quite a bit. Dooku no, yes. uses it, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah but I mean in I don't live think action, Maul
2: ever uses it, does Maul he? ball doesn't. No. I've never seen he never learned how to use it.
1: No, so it's Dooku. And Sidious are the only two that we've seen use it in live action.
2: Yeah, and Ray.
1: Oh yes, that's and right. Where yeah. she thinks she's killed Chewie. <laughs> I yeah, that was I actually enjoyed. Yeah, that Kylo
2: scene. never even uses it.
1: No, but know? Kylo. Oh, does, I don't, s- does Snoke use it? Yes, he does.
2: Yeah, like a cross. I want to say Ooh. when he's like doing across cross bridges on the starships.
1: When when Kylo brings Ray to Snoke, I thought he used it there. He uses it at some
2: point, I think to knock someone to the ground. Or, or maybe
1: nope. he uses it to knock Kylo down.
2: Maybe it's Kylo. I can't remember. It could be Kylo, it could be the Admiral Hux. Yeah. I can't remember. But Snoke, I think, also does use yes, it. Yes,
1: you're right. Oh a Snoke. <laughs> I read somewhere that Ryan Johnson didn't care about Snoke. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's exactly it. <laughs> um, okay, what do you got next for force power?
2: Uh, well, next one I actually think would be like the I, I guess the best one. Um, but I think the ability to prolong your life despite your injury, like to tap into the dark side to survive like the most like gruesome and
1: oh like terrible
2: deaths like maul getting chopped in half and his limbs severed and then burnt all over his body
1: now is that a force power or i would
2: assume it is because you got to draw on the force to yeah you do yourself right You, you like you're you're like basically willing yourself to live
1: yeah i like, this is a difficult... And I, I like what you're, how you bring this up. This is a difficult one for me, too. Because, like, when you think of Anakin and Obi-Wan chopping off his arms and his legs, instantly the wounds are cauterized, right? So there's no mm-hmm. bleeding out. It's, yeah, just but a, the... it's just a massive injury. Yeah. Um, so you have to pull on... And same thing with Maul. When Obi-Wan chops him in half, he's cauterized from the waist down.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's no... I. I'm no doctor. <laughs> I I don't know if you could
2: legit live that. Malls, I don't think. Anakin's, I think you maybe. could.
1: And you, it's it's you've seen this right with war and yeah. people losing their arms and their legs, bomb explosions and whatnot, and then mm-hmm. like Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yeah, Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. He loses his legs yeah, and he's I fine, think... fine, sort of. Yeah, malls is
2: a little bit of a far stretch for me because your innards are still connected, you know. Your, yeah, your but your
1: innards—they wouldn't. Yeah, but he was he, he was cut from body. below the waist.
2: Yeah, but they're still connected. You like your bowels would not—you'd still be I, severed. Yeah, I guess that's true. And they like they do a lot of absorbing of your nutrients and stuff, and. And right, so like you wouldn't, and you would need to eat. So you had nowhere to evacuate your food. So even if he was cauterized, he would eat himself to death very soon. Yeah, that's like true. Slowed.
1: I guess it depends on where it happens, right? Like,
2: yeah, but we I see think it, anywhere through the torso, waist. like from nuts to chin. Well, I yeah. guess anywhere from nuts up, without <laughs> the limbs, maybe. Yeah, you know, you'd probably die if you were cut in half. Anyway, yeah, you would think so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm no doctor. I'm not <laughs> pretending to be. <laughs> but yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. It, it is for sure something that you have to call upon the dark side to be able to survive. Yeah. And and Anakin's hate has got to be. Anakin's hate's different than Maul's because Maul's hate is something that is fostered since like birth, basically.
2: Yeah, but then he turns it on to Kenobi, right? Yes. And that becomes the
1: focus of his hate. Absolutely. He... His obsession yeah. with Kenobi. Whereas Anakin, his hate... I don't believe in his hate nearly as much as Maul's. No, I think he hates himself. Yes. yeah, For all the bad decisions. And I think he hates that he lost to Obi-Wan. And revenge is there. The I hate you. I honestly, when he yelled that, I everybody's like he hates obi-wan and again this obsession with obi-wan mm-hmm. god obi-wan what are you doing buddy you <laughs> are turning off some people making <laughs>
2: yeah, enemies everywhere
1: yeah like his hate is yeah i would agree is more drawn inward towards himself mm-hmm. than anything else and i think everybody else just feels the 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 vitriol of that hate because of him just pushing it out towards everybody else and blaming everybody else for everything that's bad that's happened to him kind of thing. So, yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Uh my next one is the transfer essence. So this would be s- Palpatine style, right? Okay. Um we've seen it in the comics. Darth Bane mm-hmm. is actually like if you've have you read the Darth Bane trilogy? No. Good set of books. I I highly recommend it. Um, We learn about the rule of tool in those books Plus Mm -hmm. also he's doing everything He can to find a way to continue To live after His body expires And so at the very end of the Third book spoilers alert these books have been out For years (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, He tries to transfer essence His his will or his Consciousness into His apprentice But it doesn't happen but kind of happens It leaves it on a little bit of a cliffhanger so you don't understand but palpatine does it. Mm-hmm. We saw that in the comics. He's mm-hmm. just transferring his essence into cloned bodies and essentially that's what he does with snoke. Mm-hmm. Though snoke is a bit of a anomaly I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I it's then kind of a huge storyline mm-hmm. thrown into the the dump but uh yeah. yeah. So and that's what like that's what palpatine was trying to achieve with Rey. Mm-hmm. ray cut me down i'll take over your body flat out tells her palps you're the master manipulator you would think you would go about that a little differently <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of just straight telling her to kill you so that i can take over your body mm-hmm. all right i'm not going to kill you
2: <laughs> and i guess that's what he just is trying to say to luke in return of the jedi strike me down right yeah because yeah. then he'll turn to the dark side and that's when i guess he can jump into that new body is that, that would it? be interesting. Yeah. Because then he would have, you know, the power of basically Anakin and Luke, but it's Oof. his essence. Yeah. ooh,
1: That's scary. Yeah. Uh, so that's my next one. Transfer essence. Mm. What do you got There we
2: go. There's an interesting story.
1: That would be. And I, you know what? Yeah. I've never read the, the, the book adaption of Return of the Jedi. I should just to see if maybe they kind of explore that a little bit more
3: mm-hmm.
1: to kind of explain it. But yeah. What do you have up next?
2: uh for the next one i have um like i don't know what the 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 actual like the proper term is it but like the ability to conjure reality in visions so like like you know how the emperor at the end of the clone wars almost dupes yoda yes he seems to get into yoda's head yes somehow like yoda's somewhere force sensitive and then the emperor is able to project like his will somehow and Yoda experiences that reality,
1: like a battle between him and Sidious, with Anakin yeah, in yeah, the with background Anakin killing Dooku Yes,
2: and, do you know what I mean? Like, like that ability to, like, I think that's like ridiculously powerful, right? It's almost like you know Thanos's Mind Stone, but like, yes, it does. But I guess he's only doing it for one person, right? He can't do it for multiple people all at the same time. But yeah, we like, know of that we know of yeah and who knows maybe the emperor was a rookie at that right that was the first time he tried it maybe you know maybe that power is something Well, and
1: he fails at it too right
2: and he does yeah so like um yeah i think that's a pretty cool dark side power
1: and you you have to think like i like that you bring up the rookie part to it but was he because of look at how much he's done against the jedi Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on during the Clone Wars, right? Like he's manipulated the galaxy and he's had to keep his force. What's the word I'm looking for? Essence slash his force signature off of the. Yeah. Okay. Like his ability to be detected. Yeah. And so I think that's a part of it because he has to throw up that veil of that cloak of invisibility, if you will, against the Jedi. Mm Mm-hmm. So that they don't even they like they don't even suspect him until the third movie, really. Yeah, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. But and especially seeing as what we've seen through the Clone Wars TV show, like there's all sorts of opportunity for the Jedi to go, you know, Palpatine, we should probably investigate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think, yeah, that makes sense for sure. It's it's a big part of that power that Palpatine has over not only himself but the jedi as well mm-hmm. uh my next one up is the dark side version of force ghost so being able to okay create relics that uh sith users or dark side users can i guess essentially transfer their essence into in order to survive past death mm-hmm. so moment mm-hmm. is one of them in the darth vader comics um there's there's multiple there's bane's I, helmet or
2: whatever in, i think so lone wars what is it that we see bane approach yoda
1: see like, that, that was kind was... of like
2: the yoda the dark the the emperor's dark magic like it was kind of similar time
1: yeah that was bane's um um not throne. uh his like what's the word tomb mm-hmm. on korriban mm-hmm um, dark, I'm just going to look up Dark Side Relics because there's, there's just tons mm-hmm. that we see and we got to assume too like the Emperor
2: all throughout this time has also been stuff. going and collecting this stuff, big right? Time. Yes, because big he's, time. he's basically like by the time you know Return of the Jedi comes out yeah. he's he's got like everything you know what I mean? Like he's collected everything Oh, big time! Right? He's he's he's. There's like nothing. He's like he's missed some Jedi stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like we're we're kind of led to believe that he's collected every little bit of knowledge and what he can on the on the dark side and the Sith, right? Like he. Did
1: you play the Battlefront two single player? I did not. Okay, so in that story, you you play as Luke for I think one level, mm-hmm. and you go to this planet, and you meet up with one of the characters on the empire side Mm -hmm. and this is essentially how he turns to the light i guess and goes and joins the new republic luke meets up with this guy they are trying to get off the planet and they get to an imperial installation where luke goes inside and basically takes one thing and it's a compass This compass, I think, is what leads Luke to the Jedi texts. And inside this installation is a bunch of force things, artifacts, relics, light side, dark side, all this kind of stuff. And this is these are like secret installations that Palpatine had, I guess, erected to hold all of this stuff Mm -hmm. that he was finding around the galaxy. So it's kind of cool that yeah you're you're not nailing the head right on or uh ha- hammering the nail right on the head when you talk about that and what palpatine's trying to do because for mm-hmm. sure he's collecting this stuff
2: oh yeah like like, like that we see episode? the statues
1: yeah. in revenge of the stiff uh sith there's like the four statues in palpatine's office there mm-hmm. those have like massive force implications mm-hmm. yeah he's he's collecting as much shit as he can you know and Luke and in stories we hear Luke going after this kind of stuff too. So, just leads credence to, yeah, we want to see a Luke show where he's Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Combine the two characters, let's go. What are you waiting for, Disney? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, cool. my next one. The dark side. Ver- I know I don't know what it's called. Just relic transfer, I guess. I don't. Mm-hmm. Know. Like, but yeah, a transfer of essence. Yeah, or maybe that's the same thing. But even, but even still, they are dead. It's not. See, there... The, no, it is transfer essence. So I'm just kind of rehashing it then. Nah, eh, whatever. Because they're transferring their essence into the relic. Oh, because there's... Where, but one's like um, a
2: living being, right? And one's not. One's like a, an artifact. But
1: that living... That, uh, that, that artifact, mm-hmm. the essence from that can transfer to a living being. Okay. So, like, mm-hmm. with Momin... He tried to take over Vader, but Vader was Mm -hmm. too powerful. Uh, And then Moment ended up opening whatever it was to be able to come through Mm -hmm. himself again and and transfer his essence back into his own body, essentially going back in time, really. And then Mm -hmm. Vader cuts him down because it's Vader. But yeah, so and then in the comics, oh, there was... Uh, on the on end not endor uh yavin there was a jedi temple on yavin or it was a Masasi temple and i can't remember which sith it was that um his essence was in the temple Mm -hmm. and he ends up taking over some some of luke's students this is all non-canon stuff okay um but uh, yeah so that it's essentially the same thing, right? Like the transfer essence into what's going on there, and blah blah blah. So I kind of doubled up. My bad.
2: <laughs> That's all right.
1: Go on. Next, uh, my
2: last one, uh, is the one that the emperor kind of alludes to when he's talking about. Darth Plagueis the Wise and that's manipulating
1: the medichlorians to create life. Medichlorians don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, and yes, you're right. I like that because it how powerful of a power would that be to be able to create force sensitive beings that you yeah. could potentially get a hold of and control. Yeah. Like boo. That's a scary mm-hmm. thought. It is
2: it is cool it's yeah it's crazy like you could just you know make a galaxy full of force sensitive people yeah you know something actually something that i thought of too um you know for a story standpoint like you could arguably say that this is this makes anakin like like a false prophet like he's not the chosen one right because he wasn't chosen by the force he was an artificial but um, like like made to be just like in the image of like the prophecy but not done by the force forced like force forced you know in a
1: what i understand from the story and i could be completely wrong on this but so Plagueis and palpatine are manipulating the minichlorians to be able to create that foreign sensitive being anakin is the result of that yeah He's, but like he's the most
2: powerful one. But he's
1: not. He's the result from, and again, this is from what I understand. He's the result of the Force fighting back against that unnatural dark side ability. The Force creates Anakin. That's mm-hmm. why he has no father mm-hmm. to combat that. Okay. And he becomes the prophecy because. He's, he's now there to um, balance the, the, the force. Mm-hmm. The force is so out of whack with Palpatine
3: mm-hmm.
1: and the Jedi. And Plagueis at this point, but Palpatine kills Plagueis. Mm-hmm. So he has to fight back against the dark side as a Jedi. The Jedi, though, unbalance everything with the amount of people that are in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it's so much the amount. I think it's the power. Mm-hmm. So As the Jedi get less and less during the Clone Wars and things like that, the dark side gets stronger. Okay. Anakin only balances the Force. So it's like
2: a a political house of seats. Seriously, it is. And you've got so many
1: dark side seat users
2: and so many light side seat users in the galaxy.
1: To a point, because I think the power balance is, like everybody looks at it as, well, there's 10,000 Jedi, there's two Sith. That's mm-hmm. so unbalanced. Yes, but that's not it. It's the power shift. So mm-hmm. think of it as a pie chart. So mm-hmm. as They've the Jedi
2: gerrymandered. get
1: yes, <laughs> <laughs> as the Jedi get less and less, the dark side chart of the pie gets bigger and bigger. When Anakin um turns to the dark side and kills all the Jedi, the pie is like ninety percent Darth or dark side. Mm -hmm. To 10% light side. Mm -hmm. Because numbers-wise, it's still... It's actually two and four.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Right? You've got Yoda, Obi-Wan, Luke, and Leia, and Palpatine, and Vader. Mm -hmm. So when Luke... Then you've
2: also got like Kanan and all the other ones got away. Exactly.
1: Ahsoka. Like she's, she's not a Jedi, but she's a light side force
2: force user. user, So she has to factor into the equation
1: as well. So like the numbers game isn't, that doesn't equate Mm -hmm. because yeah, you have Maul who's a dark side user. You have Asajj Ventress who's a dark side user, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah.
2: Would you argue that like the night sisters then too are part of that (sighs) equation?
1: I would think so, but I think they balance it out a little bit. Mm
2: -hmm. Because I think they're because they're because they kind of offset like they're super neutral, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So when when Anakin kills the Emperor, that's when the pie chart becomes centered. Mm -hmm. And it's 50-50. Because Mm -hmm. there are still the dark side users out there, and there are still the light side users. And then Mm -hmm. as we go, so Anakin has fulfilled his prophecy as balancing the force when he kills Mm -hmm. the emperor there. But only in that time mm-hmm. because as we go further obviously things are going to unbalance and, and
3: what yeah right Luke becomes goes. the
1: power and now the light side is getting higher again mm-hmm. and then snoke comes because the palpatine comes back and it starts equaling out a little bit more and it's like i think looking at numbers is the wrong way to look at it when it comes yeah. to balancing the force
2: so i guess then when we were talking about like the manipulating the metachlorians then so like from what I understand of what you're saying is like they didn't actually like like will the cells in they tried. Oh, Shmi's womb or whatever yeah. right instead they just uh, demonstrated such dark sidedness that the force responded in kind by Creating. putting these cells in, in yes. Shmi's womb yes okay. because so they didn't really create life they just created something so evil that they the tried to... had to respond by creating life to fight it.
1: Yes, that that's that's what I've read into it, because like if you've read the Plagueis novel, if you've read the Vader comics, mm-hmm. there's a scene in there where Palpatine like is like materialized behind Shmi, mm-hmm. and he's got like his hand on her belly. And mm-hmm. it looks like he's like he, he it implies that he did that. Yeah, but it's implying it from his point of view. And the writers of the comic have even said, you can't trust what Palpatine says mm-hmm. because Palpatine's like Palpatine thinks he probably thinks he created Luke or uh, sorry. Anakin. Anakin.
2: Yeah. probably. Like, he probably
1: thinks that from his point of view, he did.
2: Yeah. And I, I think I remember Lucas saying in one of the earlier drafts for revenge of the Sith, like when Anakin was staring him down in the hall with his lightsaber lit. Yeah. He was gonna say in a way, I am your father to yeah. Anakin because he created him through the I'm very the glad force. he didn't say yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Because then it just to me, if he had said that, and as as much as it makes sense to say that, mm-hmm. it would demean him saying it to Luke. Yeah. Just as a callback, right? And i yeah. that's a callback you don't need. So I'm glad he didn't throw that in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, that's that is how. I see that balancing in the birth of Anakin, but that's a, that's an awesome force power for sure. Just my being last so one, evil. Yeah, I'm just being evil. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so
2: it's like my power in the force is being
1: evil <laughs> and Palpatine. It would fit. Oh yeah, for sure. My last one is the thought bomb. Okay. Have you ever heard of this? Uh,
2: not really. No. So
1: this is a Bane thing. Mm-hmm. When you begin the Bane book, the first Bane book, the there there is thousands of Sith users, thousands of Jedi. And Bane is kind of he's not at at the beginning of the book, he's not actually a force user Mm -hmm. yet. He has the potential, but he's like a grunt worker on a planet, and his father beats him and his bosses beat him and all this kind of stuff. It turns it's essentially what makes him a bad human being, right? Just Mm -hmm. lived in a shitty shitty situation so as he grows in his power and he he comes to the sith temples and he's training to be a sith and that like nobody at this point uses darth at all Mm -hmm. it's not a thing it's a thing of the past they're trying to be very jedi like in the way that they do their things they're teaching their disciples um there's a bunch of different lords and bane sees this as weakness in the sith and that's why they can't defeat the jedi so when when he ascends to power he takes on the darth bane name Mm -hmm. and the rest of the sith there don't accept it because they're like this is a thing of the past what you're doing is heresy Mm -hmm. and bane is just like you guys are all idiots you are what weakens us so he actually in the first book fights against the sith and how he defeats them is with this thought bomb which is a ancient sith power where basically he manipulates the sith at this time to create this thought bomb that explodes basically it's like a giant it it only affects force users Mm -hmm. so it's not like a bomb that you drop and kills everybody in the vicinity it's a thought bomb created from the force that drops and destroys force users. So if you're within the v- vicinity, you're and you're a force user, you're done. Okay. So, Even,
2: and but the person that dropped it is not affected.
1: He very much is affected. Oh, they are affected. Bane as well. doesn't drop the thought bomb, and that's why he survives. Okay. Because he manipulates this the one of the leaders of the um, the Sith lords. Mm -hmm. into doing this because he's, he's basically planting it in his head that this is what, this is what's going to destroy the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And Bane's done all the research. He, he teaches this Sith Lord how to do this, but doesn't give him all of the information. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So horrible Sith Lord for not looking into this a little bit more. (laughs) So anyway, the Sith army is all in one place and the Sith Lord drops this thought bomb. And there is numerous jedi that are chasing the sith at this point that -hmm. are within the radius of this so basically bane gets the sith to destroy most of the sith some -hmm. of the jedi bane's alive he takes an apprentice creates the rule of two Mm -hmm. and establishes it because of the death of the rest of the sith Mm -hmm. it's master manipulation at its finest Mm -hmm. and that thought bomb i thought is just one of the coolest things because it is essentially a bomb that you can drop through the force not an actual bomb that kills everything force centric in its vicinity Mm -hmm. and how big that vicinity is i have no clue they don't really get into that or if they did i don't remember it Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's 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 cool and actually one of the jedi that dies is a Jedi, I think he's a grandma, not a grandmaster, uh Jedi Master Hoth. Mm-hmm. Like the planet Hoth. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, like it's it's a cool thing. <laughs> and that was that's my last one. Just like the 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 sheer destruction of something like that is insane. And mm-hmm. it could only be a Sith power because why would the Jedi ever unleash something like that willingly?
2: Yeah, exactly. Right,
1: like Bane had to trick another Sith Lord into doing this to destroy the Sith, and like it's the, it is the most evil thought that you can throw into somebody's head. Mm-hmm. Drop this bomb, you'll kill the Jedi. Yeah. Oh, and yourself.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, like, it, it's it's a cool one. Hmm. Honorable mention uh, for Scream. Okay. And you've seen it. When mm-hmm. Palpatine lunges at Mace Windu, uh, Kit Fisto, and I can't remember the other two Jedi that were with them when they okay, go yeah. to arrest. Is Kiady Mundi? Is he one of them? I don't. know. Kiady Mundi dies in a ship. Oh, yes,
2: ship. he does. He gets. Oh no, not out. in a he ship. Gets he gets gunned down. No, he by doesn't. The clones. No, right? that's
1: Plocoon. That gets Unless gunned He's down. in the ship. Plocoon's in the ship. Yeah, yeah, Ki-Adi gets gunned down by the clones on a bridge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, turns around, waves them on, and then they shoot him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Force Scream, Palpatine, you hear this big raw kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. then he turns into like the the swivel with his lightsaber out and kills two Jedi immediately. And then eventually Fisto, and then the fight goes on. But Force Scream, it's just something that disorients Mm -hmm. people. And like Mace was the only one that really kind of fought back against it, Mm -hmm. which is why he didn't die. So I thought that was a, that's kind of a cool one.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I guess it'd be good for dueling.
1: Big time, right? Mm-hmm. Just having that ability to disorient somebody to take them off their game so much, especially a force user. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's a scary thought. Um, okay, I guess let's get into Rebels. Yeah. Season 2, episode 6 to 10. It starts with Brothers of a Broken Horn. Um, lots of great stuff here especially in this first episode, but mm-hmm. uh, because this one is tailor made for you. Oh yeah. Hondo's back. Hondo's back. Yeah. I'm and so happy to see Hondo back. I'm an old man. <laughs> I like what he says that. I'm like Hondo. How old is your, or like how long does your, your species live? Like, come on. You're old. Mm-hmm. You're exactly the same. You look no different.
2: Well, he does. Cause the style is weird.
1: A little, that's <laughs> the only <laughs> thing. That's the only yeah, thing. he's still the same. Uh, Basically, it opens, and and, and what I like about this episode, too, is it kind of explores Ezra's character. Mm -hmm. And by kind of, I mean a lot, because he's torn with his training with Rex, which is kind of out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So he's training, and Rex is treating him as a soldier, and he still has his Jedi training, which, of course, Kanan's handling, but it's tearing Ezra apart. Because he doesn't really... He, he doesn't want that responsibility of being a soldier or being a Jedi. Now, mm-hmm. being a Jedi is cool. The look of that is cool. And I think he likes that. But it's the responsibility. It's mm-hmm. heavy. We yeah. have to remember he's that he's... really young. Yeah. He's just a kid. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get older until he cuts his hair and looks slick. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's he's torn with this and rex mentions and actually makes a good point you got to make you got to make your duties a priority now which is your first one like and and i think rex is alluding you need to make that choice whereas kanan jumps in there and goes well he's a jedi first and foremost right mm-hmm. like because we still see kanan having issues with rex mm-hmm. like there's still that little bit of distrust
2: oh, yeah. Well, yeah because i don't think kanan knew about the chip right like he just thought that the clone nope. troopers just turned around and, and killed the jedi exactly. all of a sudden exactly
1: and and mm-hmm. it's weird that rebels didn't really explore that more
2: yeah well Especially, they kind of like you know when kanan immediately like doesn't trust rex
1: but i mean rex didn't explain it to him We don't really see He does a
2: little bit, but it's
1: like, it's literally like five or 10 seconds. And then he
2: points to the scar on his head or something, you know?
1: I mean, to me is like, what is like, if I'm a Jedi, that's a massive trauma Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that I've never caught over Mm -hmm. pointing to your head and going, there was a chip doesn't really, doesn't really cut it for me. Mm -hmm. Ezra comments that maybe he doesn't want to be a soldier or a Jedi, which, yeah. Rex, that was crazy. Yeah, Rex is kind of like meh, and Kanan's like, "What did you say?" Yeah, and then Hera comes in and kind of cleans cleans it up by saying Ezra has to go and do duties of ship cleaning, mm-hmm. and that he can do it with chopper. This gives him the opportunity while he's cleaning, he hears a distress signal, and he's like, "Oh, we got to answer it." So he takes off. So Ezra and Chopper centric episode, which is good because I love Chopper. Yeah. Uh, he's... he's such a little asshole. <laughs> he's your favorite little asshole. He I guess. is. He's like yeah. R2 is everybody loves R2 because he's so brave and like he, his character is noble and all this kind of stuff. But Chopper mm-hmm. is. Ju- yeah, you're right. He's just an asshole. <laughs> yeah. We've seen a murder. Oh
2: yeah. Murder other
1: droids pushing yeah. him off of the ship into the into the atmosphere. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he, it's Vizago's ship that he learns is in distress. Mm-hmm. So he goes there, he docks with it, they get in there, it's completely empty. They come across Vizago's like uh his his, droids. what would you even call them? Like his, a security force. Yeah, I guess, eh?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they're deactivated. He gets to the cockpit of the ship and there's a guy underneath and he's working on the ship I guess he pops his head out and oh it's Hondo Hondo <laughs> Anaka how's it going buddy yep and it's the Hondo we know and love he's is witty and equipped like equipped yeah. as possibly can Yep. Um, he tells <laughs> he tells uh lando calrissian because that's what he yeah, calls, calls himself he he says that he won the ship from brisago in a friendly game of Sabak, mm-hmm. which is hilarious they escape from an imperial checkpoint uh they arrive at a station where hondo is trying to do business and they find out that the person he's doing business with is what's his face as a morgan
2: yeah it's morgan oh yeah I couldn't remember his name either. They're yeah. really ugly, gross, it's just disgusting. Lecherous. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, as Morgan captures them and then betrays the deal, uh, which Hondo of course just loves. <laughs> he what does he say? He says something to the effect of like, oh, it's I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> or something like <laughs> that. He's all bad. Um, as Morgan tells Hondo that this isn't Lando Calrissian. It's mm-hmm. weird that Hondo doesn't know, or or does he know?
2: Well, he he does say like when Ezra introduces himself, he's like, "Oh, you're younger than I thought you would be," or something like that. Yeah, so something to that effect. Because like he hasn't met him, but he's heard of him.
1: I, I find can't it exactly hard what he says. I find it hard that Hondo hasn't met Lando. I don't know, because Lando's... Lando at this stage is like Billy D. Williams Lando. So he's, he's well established. I guess so. So to, and Hondo is Hondo. Like there's no way Hondo is that old where he's uh, hiding from everybody. Like I find, I think he's playing along with Ezra maybe because if he isn't, he's, he's dumb Mm -hmm.
3: just the way he handles stuff.
1: Yeah. Right. Right, and I think that's kind of a hint. I like that they did it this way, but I just wish they would have been maybe a little more of, because when he finds out that he's not, he's like, why didn't you tell me? Like, he's all surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shootout happens when Chopper comes to the rescue. The pair are victorious, but Ezra has to reveal his force sensitivity when he saves Hondo. Mm-hmm. which is a hilarious scene because hondo's on this like weird i i don't even like a it's like an ejector something like it's a cra- yeah I, it makes no sense what this thing is is it a mm-hmm. ship launcher maybe i don't know yeah i guess so and maybe. so he's on it and as morrigan loses this box of credits that happens to fall re- into hondo's lap and he goes i'm rich i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> as he's about to be launched into space but uh ezra saves him with the force and hondo immediately loves it yeah and he goes like i don't know who you are but i know what you are you're a jedi <laughs> and you know hondo is going to use that to his advantage every single time hmm uh they get back on the ship, they come up with a deal where Ezra is going to join Hondo's crew and yep. I don't know, like, it seems like Ezra knows what he's talking about there, but when they get out of the cockpit to go do something, look at the, I think they're looking at the crates of the uh, to like divvy up those, the generators the generators, yeah. He, he asks Chopper, did I just join his crew? Mm-hmm. And then they hear this tinking on like on the ship and they're like, well, what is that? They get into the brig and there's Visago. Just sitting in a cell. Ezra asks him what he's doing. And blah, blah, blah. They go back to the cockpit. Hondo looks at Visago and calls him a, like a, a villain. A crook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this dangerous criminal. And then um, Ezra's like, I don't care. This has nothing to do with me. You guys do what you want. I'm taking my crates and going. Mm-hmm. Except that Visago ends up getting back the control for the, the security droids. droids. Mm-hmm. Turns them on. Ezra... Kind of fights them off a little bit, but then loses his lightsaber, and I don't know how he loses his lightsaber; it just falls out of his hands. But Hondo is shooting everything and killing everything, and one of the one of the security droids falls on Visago, so he's kind of trapped. They end up getting off. Visago, I think. Um, I think Hondo escapes first, mm-hmm. and then Ezra. I like. Was Ezra put into the pod, or did he get in there and then Visago just let him go?
2: No, he had a deal with Visago because if he was going to get Visago back his ships, he got to keep the generators. That's
1: right. Yeah. That's right. I think they were gone though, anyway, because yeah, I think Hondo, Hondo had them. Huh, yeah. So Ezra's heading back to the ghost, gets there. There's Hondo talking with the crew and the generators. Mm-hmm. and then uh, he's telling his side of the story. Ezra says, none of that is true. He tells he tells the truth and mm-hmm. Hondo goes, oh, that's a different point of view. Just like, oh, that may or may not have happened mm-hmm. <laughs> and walked away. I love Hondo. The character is so good.
2: Mm-hmm. He had a really good line too about like, oh, well, Hondo Anaka and I think, what's his name? As Morgan called him dirty scum or Or something to that effect and he's like oh come come we don't have to bring your wife into this like he just has like the the great little comeback in it yeah he's he's easily Uh, one of my favorite characters and i hope we get to see him again i want a bad batch i hope we get to see him every opportunity no you know what i want
1: i want hondo and ahsoka Mm -hmm. i I want hondo live action meeting up with ahsoka and ahsoka just seeing him and going well, oh uh, not this guy <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because just the store or or hondo in kenobi mm-hmm. kenobi like just being super happy to see him i love just that he's actually swearing
2: to... for the first time ever just being
1: yeah like, <laughs> i i would love to see like one of the, my favorite lines in this too is when he first meets ezra or he no he first discovers that he's a jedi he, uh, he says he's a Jedi sympathizer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's turned on the Jedi so many times. And a friend. Yeah. He uh, him he and, thinks him so. and Kenobi are kind of friends. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Just a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, right at the end there, Ezra's standing there and Kanan asks him uh, if he's figured things out. Ezra looks at him and says, yeah, I used to be like like Hondo, a loner. I don't even think Hondo's a loner. He's just at this point in time he is, mm-hmm. and that that's not him anymore. The ghost is his family and name. Mm-hmm. Nice little send off for that episode. Good episode. I like it. It's funny. It, it builds Ezra's character. It reintroduces us to Hondo. This is not the last time we'll see him in the show, and that's awesome. More Hondo equals more fun. Yeah wings of the master that's the next episode starts off with a ghost along with an a wing and a Tanti of class transport ship entering a system um they're on i guess a, a, a mercy mission run to to give supplies to people on a planet but the there's an imperial blockade led yep. of course by agent Callus, <laughs> mm-hmm. which zeb comments on this is a wing for the uh for the imps. They mm-hmm. rip apart oh yeah this convoy.
2: Yeah, that was my first comment. I said, I feel like it was time we see the rebels really lose.
1: Yeah. And and it this makes Hera look bad. Mm-hmm. Because she's leading this assault and <laughs> the the transport is like, we can't make it through. They're gonna bust us up. And Hera's like, nah, just keep pushing. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets blown up. It reminded me of that episode in Clone Wars with Ahsoka when she's leading um, her squad and mm-hmm. they just get decimated. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a learning experience for Ahsoka. Here, I didn't get that impression, though, with Hera. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a learning experience. To me, it was a mistake that she made and they just kind of gave her another chance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's that was kind of weird. I don't know if that's just a writing thing or whatever. Anyway, Kanan sees that this she's very much... We need to do this again. We need to do this again. And Kane is like, "You need to slow down. Stop." Rex mentions that he knows uh, an engineer that could potentially uh, give the rebels uh, a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. So Kane and volunteers Hera for it. Mm-hmm. She's to meet up with this engineer and figure out what this starfighter is going to look like. The Sato, Commander Sato, okays the whole deal and says, yeah, go do it. Hera takes Zeb, Sabine, uh, and I think Chopper. Is Chopper with them? No, um, Chopper's with Chopper's with Kanan and Ezra. Yeah, never mind. So she takes Zeb and Sabine with her in the Phantom. They crash land on this planet that is all sorts of crazy. Apparently, it just messes with fighters, starfighters like crazy. In fact, at one point, they're flying and they're Hera's doing everything to keep them stable Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: they pass like this massive rock outcrop and there's a Mm -hmm. ship that's crashed into it and Zeb's like, is that a ship? That was a ship! (laughs) And Hera's like, no, you're just imagining things. (laughs) And they crash land on this pad, barely survive because their ship is hanging over the ledge where Zeb actually takes a step closer to Hera and it starts tipping even more and they're pushing him back and then they get saved by um quarry, mm-hmm. who is a uh, monkalamari. I don't understand the species. The monkala? Why do they have crab claw-like appendages here, but then hands? <laughs> Evolution, man.
2: I guess. It's so weird. Like, that's the
1: only that's the only answer you have to give there. There's no other explanation. Yeah. Uh, all I know is I want to eat his arm. It looks so tasty. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so he's the master shipbuilder. He's got himself a fancy droid. He introduces them to his latest creation. He calls it the Blade Wing. Mm-hmm. We know it as the B-Wing. Yep. And it is baller. Mm -hmm. We don't get to see this thing in action nearly as much as we should. No. And like, I like the little bit of a struggle Hera has convincing him that she's the pilot that needs to test drive this thing. Mm -hmm. At first I was kind of looking at it like, is it because she's a woman? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's it. I think it's, he's very, safeguard on mm-hmm. who he lets test drive his his ships and when yeah. he talks to her she talks about how she has this need for speed no I'm just kidding mm-hmm. uh, she has this need to be in the sky <laughs> mm-hmm. and just the way that she describes being in the air and how like she left her family to to learn how to fly to to be a pilot in the rebellion and like her and I like how she brings up the Ryloth situation, which we saw in, Mm -hmm. in clone wars Mm -hmm. and her father. Yeah. So it's cool that she brought that at Corey. basically says like, okay, we've waited long enough. It's time. It's time to, to pilot this thing. So hair is all excited to do it. Um, she gets up there. She test drives this thing. This thing flies like nobody's business. And then she's shooting off the cannons. And she actually says, "I like I I was hoping for some more firepower." And he says, "Well, try the uh the switch on your right." And she does, and it sets up the. It, they make a mistake in this episode mm-hmm. by doing this. It sets up the the multi gun. Mm-hmm. And she fires it and it's amazing and it's powerful and it sounds great. It reminds me very much of the sound that um, Slave 1 makes. Mm-hmm. He drops the,
2: the seismic bomb or whatever. Yeah,
1: like It's got that kind of a cool sound to it. Mm-hmm. She lands and she's all excited about it. Flash over to the rebellion. They are taking another run at dropping off the supplies. As they're going in, they're, they're overmatched. Immediately, mm-hmm. we see that. And then Hera and Sabine and Zeb, they come out of hyperdrive with the Phantom attached, which now has a hyperdrive because mm-hmm. Corey was like, I don't like seeing a, a bird that can't fly. <laughs> and they disembark. She's piloting. Sabine is, is running the gun and I don't understand it. Why? Why? If Hera could do all of the stuff with the gun, why does Sabine need to be in the gun? Maybe
2: it's uh, Hera. You can do it.
1: But I know we're just being. You know what I'm saying here, right? Yeah. It made no sense for. If you're in
2: war and you got to be paying attention to your surroundings, maybe shooting independently would be better.
1: It just seemed weird that she would test drive without Sabine in it. Like it should be two people flying that. Yeah. Right? Like so it's just it was just weird. Anyway.
2: But I mean it does fall off the cliff right away. So maybe it was good that they only had
1: one person in there. <laughs> yeah, I guess in that response, right? <laughs> um so they, they 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 come out, they're in the B wing, she flies up on the Imperial Capital ships, absolutely destroys one of them with the the, the multi cannon. So much so that Callus is sitting there and going, That's impossible.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and no it's not they have this b wing, and it's super powerful and the rebels end up dropping the supplies they jump out of the system they meet up back with the fleet sato commends quarry and says that um was it Mon mothma or bail organa um, bail organa it's bail organa i think so, And says yeah. that they, they they're willing to finance the uh the Operation of building more B wings in secret. And Mm -hmm. Corey's like, Only if I'm in charge, and then walks off and then surprisingly promotes Hera to captain. Yeah, of Phoenix Squadron. Of Phoenix Squadron. That she got decimated in the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she created that (laughs) opening herself. (laughs) She's devilish. So, very, very nice little promotion there for Hera, kind of on her way to being General Syndulla which we hear in. Is it Rebels?
2: No, nope. no, sorry, Rogue One.
1: In Rogue One, I think. Yeah, it's not in Solo. It's in Rogue One.
2: Yeah, yeah, nope. and then you know maybe as uh, the leader of the Rangers of the New Republic too. Yeah, one day. Yeah, hopefully, that's what I hope.
1: So that's that episode, Blood Sisters. That is our next episode. This one is uh pretty cool because it re it, it not reintroduces us, but reintroduces Sabine. Mm-hmm. Um, to a character that she knows, and mm-hmm. basically, it's an opportunity for Sabine to take on a mission. She's in charge of it. Ezra goes along. I think Chopper uh, goes along as backup as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, as they as they go on, Sabine sees a marking that she appears to recognize on a wall. She actually she like she's concerned about it um, mm-hmm. because the person. That she meets up with, it's a bounty hunter. Her name is Ketsu, something like that. Ketsu, I think it's Ketsu. Yeah. Um. They have a history, Sabine and Ketsu, and and it, she was the one that helped um, Sabine escape from the Imperial Academy on Mandalore. So we learn that there's an Imperial Academy mm-hmm. on Mandalore. They both became bounty hunters. And they actually had plans to join Black Sun, mm-hmm. which would have been interesting because, of course, Black Sun is, I guess, owned by Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. um, however, Ketsu actually left Sabine for dead, and they kind of broke off there. That's why Sabine basically joined the rebellion. Um, mm-hmm. And that she, Ketsu, didn't believe that Sabine had uh, learned anything when it came to being a bounty hunter because the Empire had put a bounty out on her. So that's why she has this information on uh, stuff that they need to talk about Mm -hmm. as far as the rebellion goes.
2: Yeah, it was nice. We got for yeah, last episode we get uh you know a Hera standalone episode pretty much. It's all just Hera. And then this one we get pretty much all just Sabine. Yep. But a little bit of really Ezra get... tossed in there. A little bit. But, but it's, all, know, it's all it's all Sabine oriented, yeah. Story, yeah. So we like because they haven't really gotten that much now. We just need some Zeb.
1: Yep. And you know, a little bit more Kanan, maybe. And well, Zeb's coming, right? We yeah. get a oh, yeah. we get Zeb's a huge, coming. huge arc with Zeb that uh is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um they are fighting stormtroopers because they're trying to get onto a ship. But uh they they're, they're kind of pinned down. Sabine and Ketsu hold off the troopers. Ezra gets actually pushed overboard when a shot from one of the stormtroopers kind of hits the shuttle door. Mm -hmm. he loses his balance falls over um he contacts Hera tells her that the mission has gone high profile (laughs) Mm -hmm. which was kind of funny hearing it from him um the stormtroopers have Ketsu at gunpoint on the ground all of a sudden she attacks she takes out all the troopers in hand to cam combat and then ends up uh, getting onto a different ship uh, and they get to the Shadowcaster Which is her ship mm-hmm. And it's a pretty sweet ship um, They get out to space They think they've left Ezra behind They, they get to EG-86 And the rendezvous point um, Just about As they're going to make their way Into hyperspace Katsu's ship approaches um, Knocks out the hyperdrive and then as the, I guess, as Ketsu's about to board, she orders the droids to lock their feet down. And it causes, or I guess Sabine shoots the side door open, which causes... No, not
2: Sabine, the other or, girl. Ketsu, Ketsu sorry. Yeah.
1: Shoots the side door open and the hull explodes. Chopper gets sucked out in the space, mm-hmm. um, which happens on a regular with, with him.
2: It seems to, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's chopper. He's he's got upgrades. He's good to go. Um, E.g. eighty six and Sabine they get trapped in the doorway. Sabine sets up the force field that seals the breach,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then uh, they uh, they get to a point where they're talking about how everything is going on. They get into their their backstory with Black Sun. Mm-hmm. Sabine's not happy about that whole situation. Uh,
2: yeah, then they get what, yeah, they, they basically just give us all Sabine's backstory. kind of story of how she ended up as part of the Rebels. Well, not yeah. all of it, but you know, how she a uh, big part of it, a chunk of
1: that in between her, which is what we needed because Sabine mm-hmm. is a great character, but up until this point, we haven't really had much in the way of backstory. her. we know that she's a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, how is a Mandalorian hooked up with? the Rebellion, and how is a re- uh, a Mandalorian that's this young hooked mm-hmm. up, right? Because she's not that much older than Ezra. No, she's a couple of years maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we guess because Ezra has crush on her. Mm-hmm. And she kind of doesn't reciprocate it. Though, I imagine, as we move further in storytelling here, <laughs> we'll find out. Not And not in Rebels so much, but like, in canon.
2: In Ezra's show and Ahsoka's in show. show?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. um sabine ketsu chopper they arrive at havoc outpost uh they're supposed to deliver eg 86 into custody or safe custody i guess uh they're greeted by a bunch of alderanian rebels including r2 Mm -hmm. which is exciting um They get back to the planet, I guess, where the mission had uh, started, where the Rebels were. They land. Hera's there with uh, Ezra, who picked, obviously, Hera picked up Ezra. Hera congratulates Sabine on a successful mission, and thanks Ketsu for helping him out, and then Sabine thanks Ketsu for saving her, and tells her that if uh, she's ever thinking about the rebellion, she would be welcomed. And then Mm -hmm. Ketsu just kind of, I don't know, she doesn't really push it off, but boards her ship, and then uh, takes off as Sabine and Ezra watch.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, th- I thought they should have given Ketsu like Mandalorian armor as well for some reason.
1: Yeah. It's like, weird that she didn't have it. eh?
2: Yeah. Cause I just figured, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's like a family heirloom, right? The Mandalorian armor. Yeah. So unless you can make it yourself, but like that was super rare. So, right. I mean, I guess Sabine has it because of her, her heritage. Right. But we don't really know Ketsu. So maybe she didn't have it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just know. I would have liked
2: to have seen it though. That would have been cool, um, especially if they spray if she spray painted it like Sabine did.
1: Yeah, yeah like uh, like the cool colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know. For me, this isn't a very fun episode. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but I just it seemed found myself disjointed. Not overly, not overly interested. Like, it wasn't as engaging as some of the other episodes.
1: Right. It just it was point. a little yeah. It was a little disjointed.
2: Yeah. Um I really wanted to learn more about this Ketsu person.
1: And you know? I like I can't. Do we see Yeah, I think we see more of her. In a few more episodes actually. Um yeah. Ketsu's character is played by Gina Torres mm-hmm. and she actually is best known for her uh playing the character of Zoe on Firefly. So nice little Which one Zoe? Uh, She is the love interest to Fillion, I think. No, not Fillion. Um, Adam Baldwin. No, am I right? No, I'm not. I'm not right. Who does she on Firefly? Zoe is the captain, I think, of the... No, um, what's his face? Fillion's the captain of the ship. She's like number two. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Oh, her and what's his face are are lovers on Firefly. The other pilot, yeah. Uh, he plays K two. Mm-hmm. In yes, so Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan Tudyk. There you go. His love interest yeah. on the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I thought I thought that's a nice little, nice little Firefly touch. They've added more. They've added more Firefly to Star Wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, next episode up is Stealth Strike. This one's fun because. We get Rex and we get Kanan working together. Mm-hmm. And this is huge for storytelling because we were talking about it last episode that uh, there's still that distrust between Kanan and uh, towards Rex. Rex, mm-hmm. I think, is I think understands it, but maybe is at this point getting a little tired of it. Yeah. So Sato and Ezra are on their way to the Del Zenis system to kind of investigate a lost patrol Mm -hmm. ezra senses a disturbance in the force and suspects that something is uh, about to happen his senses of course are correct out of hyperspace an unknown imperial vessel drops out sato sends out a distress call uh but then they suddenly lose power which is interesting it does get through to the ghost crew um Rebels are puzzled because they don't know how it's possible to pull a ship out of hyperspace.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I can't I love, remember. I love this episode. Yeah, I think have, this was a really good one. There's lots have, of really great lines in it.
1: Well, And there's lots oh, of man. callback to other things. Too. There is. Yeah. Lots of
2: them. And I like they have like the gravity. Well, it sucks them out. It's kind of like the um,
1: I'm trying to remember where we've seen this before.
2: Yeah, we saw it in. it had to be the Clone Wars think so um
1: essentially this is the the tech that will become the first orders tracking hyperspace tracking Mm -hmm. which is super interesting
2: i think i think so yeah yeah it's it's uh yeah it's really cool like they just pull them out and then sure enough they find you know admiral sato yeah right and ezra like the two people that they, the empire needs to find, like almost more than anyone else. Well, for sure.
1: Big time. Yeah. Kanan has more knowledge on what's going on with the Jedi. Not much, but more than Ezra. Ezra has zero. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a, that's a big get for the empire. <laughs> yeah. um, Kanan orders everyone to gear up. they they're going after them. Hera overrules his decision and tells him that he needs to go in with just Rex. Mm-hmm. And of course, Kanan's like, "Uh, that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take Zeb and, and Sabine, but Hera points out that, you know, Rex kind of uh, important in a mission like this, because he knows what to do. Yeah. He's, he's, he's trying like to work best for the military.
2: <laughs> he's the best soldier. Like I really, like I was watching this episode again and I think about it and like, he is really the best soldier. Absolutely. He, like is. Every, he knows all the protocol codes, you know, always you know. Is it weird that they haven't switched that up? I don't think so. You know, I, I thought about that too, but it goes to show like the it was all part of the plan. In I the guess that's true. Right? Like, like, why would you rip down the foundation of everything? You know? Yeah, because the, 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 the clones
1: are supposed to turn to the Galactic Empire. Yeah, they the just become Empire. They
2: be, they're still the Galactic Republic's Uh, Army, but then the Galactic Republic just becomes the Empire.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: You're right. So, so like they wouldn't really strip any of that.
1: And only a few clone troopers exist. Only a few clone troopers got out of Order sixty six.
2: Yeah, I don't really understand what happens to the clone troopers. Maybe that's what the bad batch is going to explain.
1: We'll see. Yeah, I hope so because the clone troopers are just done away with because there's like
2: millions of them still, right? Like once.
1: You would have to
2: think like they, they say they're retired, but like 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 are we talking gangster retired? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean though? Like like I you do. would think there would be clones all over the galaxy,
1: right? There's millions yeah, and they millions make it of them seem, and they've had kids now, and they make it seem like there's none, like when yeah, when um when what's her face, Bo Katan meets up with with Boba, Boba. Fett yeah she's like i've seen your face a thousand times but she doesn't make it sound like she's seen it a thousand times no, recently his voice. Yeah, yeah or is, was it his voice yeah, voice his voice. Your voice you're right you're right yeah so yeah it seems weird the yeah. granted this is after the fall of the empire but still mm-hmm. they'd be old yeah but didn't they make rex canon
2: like that old man in return of the jedi yes. with the beard they made yeah. that rex yeah. yeah which is cool I think I really liked that too. I thought that was a great idea.
1: It's too bad that a character that is so prominent is made canon into background. But yeah, but whatever. You know
2: what? I don't think so. I think it wasn't Rex's story, and like he's still part of the rebellion. You're right. And like in 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 like uh, I guess well, and- you know the ultimate moment all the story threads should be weaving together at a certain spot, you know? Yes. You see all the big characters from all the stories. And how,
1: and how are they at that time when they're filming the film to know that Rex would be that character?
2: Exactly. But just to go back and make it him. It's like, yeah, that makes
1: sense. It is cool. Um, so Admiral Brom Titus, we're introduced to him. Bridger and Sato Smarmy jerk. Yeah. Yeah. They are brought on and Sato tries to convince the Admiral that uh, they're members of the corporate alliance, which is interesting. Mm
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, Titus doesn't buy it for one second. Titus knows Callus, um, and he knows that he'll be pleased to hear that he has Bridger. Mm
2: hmm. Somebody evolves already, like Avatars has gotta like stop talking. Yeah. Did you like he it... really gets in so much trouble with his mouth? <laughs> but he's know, a kid, right? He is, but he's he's gotta have figured out by now. I know. Like you can't keep using the same aliases everywhere you go. Did you because <laughs> it gets him in trouble? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it gets yeah, him in trouble. And then in the next episode, like his mouth gets him in trouble too, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll get there when we get to there, but like like he just you know needs to pick his bad new name every time yeah <laughs> you know quit not, going back to the my name's things.
1: tom brady <laughs> you're not tom brady stop it um did you find it odd that admiral titus was was like kind of going like this when he mentions that callus will be pleased like Why, what does he care about Callus? Or is Callus ahead of him because he's part of the ISB or IBS or whatever it is. (laughs) Internal
2: irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Uh, The international
1: security something.
2: Yeah. 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 It is IBE something. Imperial security. Yeah. ISB. Imperial security Security branch, maybe.
1: Yeah. Something like that.
2: Uh, But I guess they're pretty top tier. Like they're probably like like just below admirals in the Navy, maybe for authority. But this is Admiral Titus.
1: Yeah, he's know. an admiral. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe but, maybe he's a new and upcoming Ren. Maybe. Uh Zeb captures two stormtroopers, which uh Kanan and Rex put on their armor. It's funny because Rex is Rex is a little bigger than when he was when he was younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um they steal uh an Imperial shuttle and they bring Chop along, who of course is repainted as an Imperial Courier droid. I love that they just repaint him.
2: Yeah. and that's it he's good but that's Um, the thing right nobody ever pays attention to droids
1: yeah however they did mention at one point in the series that like is is this a is this one of our droids and he's like oh yeah i'm sure it is he's like he looks like an older model (laughs) so i don't know um plan his plan is to find their people get them out of imperial custody rex insists on making sure that they disable the Empire's new ship, as well as it's a threat to the rebellion. So mm-hmm. Rex, ever being Rex, which I love, they arrive at their um, Ezra's and Sato's last known position, and they see the new Empire ship. They immediately receive a transmission from them, basically saying it's a restricted area. Rex manages to convince them, though, in granting permission aboard because he's got those protocols. Uh, that he and Cody invented back in Clone Wars.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Nice little, nice little nod to Cody. Mm-hmm. I really hope we see more of Cody coming up in the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. They got to give him a good send off because he can't, he can't just die an old bitter man.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He almost killed Kenobi, your favorite guy. He's got to yeah, he's got to die horribly. Is that what's going like, to happen to Cody?
1: He, it's either he's got to, he's got to be what? eaten by a bug, knocked Joke down. No, I want to see him in the Kenobi show and Kenobi cut him in half. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want for Commander Cody. Uh, Titus informs Callus about his captives and then is, uh, who is impressed, but warns the Admiral, don't underestimate Ezra. Yeah. And to have him locked in a secured cell under triple guard. (laughs) So Kate, or at least Callus is like, these guys he's, are dangerous. Yeah, don't, he's don't figured it out
2: by now. Like he's, yeah. he's realized, like all the shit that's happened, all the failures that these this like, kid basically has been the the center of.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, after they land, Kanan, Rex, and Chopper uh, start searching for Sato and Ezra chop gets to an access terminal learns that uh, ezra is being transferred to a secure cell and that's who they decide to go after first i love this episode this is fun you're right It's this a is great a fun one episode. yeah ezra um <laughs> distracts distracts them by uh, using the force to ignite his lightsaber which is attached to a stormtrooper yeah like, it's so absurd. Yeah. But it's good at the same time. The uh, the trooper freaks out. Uh, he then spots Chopper and realizes that two of the stormtroopers are, of course, Kanan and Rex. Uh, this. Then everything kind of goes to hell. A uh, big firefight happens. Um...
2: Yeah, Ezra kind of, like, gets out of it. Right? Yeah. Like, he gets out of his handcuffs. He disables the stormtroopers. what's funny gun and then the two then Kanan and rex come around the corner dressed as stormtroopers and then he guns them down right and (laughs) yeah Knocks, stuns
1: them and then he's like oh crap it's chopper he's like oh uh -oh, the best is like Kanan's (laughs) like mad not mad but he's like oh i can't believe you shot me and rex thinks it's funny (laughs) yeah he's like
2: you should have you should have put that on kill son (laughs) something (laughs) he says something to that effect he's like he didn't know it was us (laughs) yeah exactly
1: yeah (laughs) um there (laughs) it's it's such a good episode oh
2: yeah and then and then what he says oh i oh my head hurts and then ezra's like oh uh yeah there was a firefight you guys fought bravely yeah yeah. he's like oh then you got knocked it's like oh uh, thank you or something and can like oh you're welcome and then chopper plays the incident for them so you can just straight up see ezra gunning down Rex. (laughs) rex and kanan (laughs) as they come around the corner
1: and there is the asshole bit from chop (laughs) yeah zero reason for him to out him there (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh kanan basically oh there, like i think was it jay uh janin was it uh rex or was it ezra's idea to split but kanan's like no we can't we need to stay together
2: i can't remember i i they needed to go and disable the the ship kanan didn't want Canaan was like, it's a rescue mission priority. Yes. And then Marx is like, well, no, we have to disable the ship. This is too dangerous.
1: And Ezra, yeah. Ezra, and Ezra, Ezra starts
2: too. to agree with him, too.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Basically, they start getting into an argument. Ezra breaks that up, making himself quite clear that they've got to follow his plan. And uh, they split up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So Ezra taking charge, which is big. Um, Titus finds out that Ezra has escaped. Lock down all the levels, secure the hangar bays, all that kind of stuff, and then also gives his men permission to kill on site when mm-hmm. they come across Ezra, which is interesting because that is not something that Callus would be all about. No, Callus wants. But to he capture. he
2: seems to have like some vendetta against Callus. Right? Yes, but, yeah, you know. Well, he wants Callus a spot.
1: Yeah, maybe. Which is again weird because you would think an that, uh, but I don't know. I don't know the hierarchy of yeah. of the imperial. Bureau or whatever. The ship is on full lockdown. Stormtroopers are looking for Ezra. Ezra and Chop reach the reactor core. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And Chopper has a plan. That is basically Ezra is the bait. Ezra gets into the room without being noticed. He spots. Oh, then he gets spotted by the technicians. Yeah. They open fire on him. Chopper enters and accesses one of the terminals. Turns off the gravity which makes it actually harder for Ezra to fight back mm-hmm. and then restores the gravity. Everybody falls, uh, especially the, the, um, like
2: the security or troopers. whatever. Yeah. yeah. The, the,
1: the technicians, Ezra somehow makes it safely to a spot. And then um, the two of them get out of there as more stormtroopers enter. Um, meanwhile, Kanan and Rex are like under heavy fire in the detention cell where Sato is, they set them. And then the guy, I guess there's more, it wasn't just Sato and Ezra that were captured. There was other, I guess, rebels part Mm -hmm. of the crew, I guess maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They all get out and uh, they're trying to make their way back to Sato's ship. More stormtroopers show up. Rex decides to buy some time by holding off the pursuers. Kanan doesn't like this idea. Kind of showing that they're coming, becoming a little more closer. Mm-hmm. under under fire i guess yep. rex seals the door uh and then he gets stunned and captured mm-hmm. rex is brought to titus who shows that he's disappointed that rex has uh, aligned himself with the rebellion recalls uh the, basically that uh his kind were brought in to bring peace to the galaxy so nice callback to the clone wars there i guess Mm-hmm. And then offers Rex a chance of redemption by turning over everybody, and then he'd be reinstated into the Imperial Training Academy. Mm-hmm. Rex, of course, refuses. Um, and, and Titus brings up the alternative uh an interrogator droid. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a what a just Bush league. Like come up with something else. Yeah. Um through the forest, Kanan can sense that Rex is being tortured and decides to go and rescue him, despite him being like, Ah, he's not that important. Mm-hmm. Originally. Originally.
2: Yeah, he's changed his mind. Big I think time. I think Rex like doing the soldier thing and letting them go in the hallway. Yeah. Like you guys go, I'll hold them back. I think that really changed Kanan's mind about him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So nice, nice little push there from him. Kanan, uh, the the Rebels, they go, they save Rex, and um, the Admiral does what most kind of corny bitches do, runs off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kanan helps Rex get through the corridors. Ezra and Sato um, launch without them, which means they've got to get into the escape pods. And then uh, after picking up Kanan and Rex, they jump to hyperspace. And But they're pulled back mm-hmm. with the gravity well, once again. However, Chopper has rigged their own weapon against them. Um, it pulls every ship in sight into the, the Imperial cruiser. They all collide with the Admiral's ship, destroying it. That means the gravity well is gone. That means, I guess, Titus is gone. Though I, I can't remember if we see more of him. I don't remember if we see yeah. more of him either. So I don't know if he makes it out like this, the 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 uh, spider general in the Clone Wars, who mm-hmm. seemingly dies trench. five times yet trench, yeah, trench yeah. And is there at every other spot and just comes mm-hmm. out. He's like a he's like a spider, a real spider. Yep. Um, Sato expresses his gratitude to Kanan, and Rex and Bridger for saving him and his crew, and Rex and Kanan have a nice little have a nice little spot before they go their separate ways. Yeah, a little
2: salute. Yeah, that was nice. So the Kanan finally accepting Rex, I guess, and recognizing his—I don't know how his value and like how much he values being a soldier. Right. Yeah, I I like this episode too. There's a lot of like really funny lines from Sato about Ezra. Like when Ezra was, Ezra's like, "Oh yeah, don't worry, I've been caught tons of times." He's like, (laughs) "Oh, that makes me feel so much better." And he's like, "I got out," and he's like. Obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then like later on, is it um
1: Sato plays like the straight guy?
2: Yeah. Right. And like like, later on, Kanan's like, oh yeah, uh Ezra got out on his own. He's like, really? You know, like he yeah. can't believe it. And then later, <laughs> and then later on in the episode, like Ezra's like, yeah, just follow behind me. I got this. Or something's like, You got this. And then he leaps, he kind of runs ahead and takes out all the stormtroopers protecting Sato and the yeah. other and the other. And Sato's um...
1: just doesn't even believe it. Yeah, and then like, and what? Then he's like, he's got this, follow him. I just I <laughs> yeah. thought that was I thought that <laughs> was funny. Uh up yeah. next is the future of the forest, and this one is interesting because we've seen in Clone Wars Palpatine going after uh like force sensitive babies. Mm-hmm. They're doing it again. Yeah. And now we've got Ahsoka in on this. You've got the seventh sister who is played by is, is that um, Kanan's wife? Oh, what is her name? Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, I think the seventh sister, or is she the ninth sister? Maybe she's mm-hmm. the ninth sister. I don't know. Anyway, the seventh sister uh, and the fifth brother, they are a part of this as they are trying to uh, steal four sensitive children, which uh, is interesting. And I think they do actually abduct... A couple. Am I? I can't remember how many they do. Yeah, I, Sarah Michelle
2: Gellar plays the seventh sister. Yeah, so who is her in the future of the Force? Yeah,
1: so um, nice little nod there, of course, to Freddie Prince Jr., who is married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. You get to work on Star Wars together. That'd be a cool little, cool little notch, eh? Mm-hmm. Um. So, oh yeah, they do. They do. They the basically they find an infant um, and seventh sister approaches. They end up taking her and then fifth brother is there. He's the brute kind of, whereas the seventh sister is more finessey, if you will. Um, Ahsoka and Kanan talk about um, how they, they need to find out what's going on because there is a, she's been investigating the Sith Lord of course Darth Vader who she, she's talking to um, she's been unable to find any really e- real information which f- frightens her a little bit um they end up getting into a ship I think they're with Zeb and Chubb. yeah Zeb's there because they like when they're on when they're in that building it's very um futuristic looking kind of like um i'm drawing a blank on a movie that i want to think of harrison ford blade runner yeah very blade runner-y that's the impression i got from it so i don't know if that's Mm -hmm. like a uh kind of a takeaway on that if they did that on purpose or if it's just kind of how it went basically they're they're trying to hunt down this this situation where they're trying to find more information but they don't get it um Once they land in the city, they're they're going into these housing units. Kanan's there with Zeb and Chopper. They're trying to look for the Inquisitors. Ezra's checking out the apartments. As they keep going, they find a severely damaged ship. And they they find the grandma.
2: So, like, um, in the episode... um like Ahsoka and Kanan split up, right? Because there's yeah. two leads that Ahsoka has. Yes. And she goes after one, and that turns out to be the grandma at the beginning who's yes. carrying that baby. The Darja. Kind of like land on their ship. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm like, wow, that's a really, really unfriendly way to take four sensitive children. You know, like <laughs> you show up, basically kill all the passengers and then take you... the baby pretty much, except for the grandma. I don't yeah, really do you find
1: it, it odd that that would be the way that the Inquisitorius would go. Yeah. Like there, I, st- I
2: did find that strange. I found that way too forceful. I felt like they would have just done it a lot more subtle. Not made it so like the Empire is evil way. Do you yeah, know I mean?
1: this gives it's you that so bad evil. impression.
2: It really gives you a bad impression. I mean, I guess if you leave no citizens behind to what different tale? Who cares? Yeah, if you're the Emperor or the Empire, you know. But like, if one of them survives, like this is terrible for the Empire's reputation. Yeah. You know, and then so yeah, and then the, the other one is that uh, the other lead was like this this other force sensitive baby that Canaan, Ezra and Zeb go and look and search for, and um and yeah they end up in the, they're in some like apartments on some city, <coughs> sorry excuse me and um and yeah they split up Chopper goes to Chopper f- with Zed I think Zeb has to go find the Inquisitor's yeah. ships yes. And then Canaan and Ezra go looking through the the buildings, and then they find like that mom who had their kid abducted, and
1: yeah, they fight off the uh, the Inquisitors. Yeah, because they show up, but the Inquisitors are right like, after them. Yeah, it's in, it's interesting because like we've seen Canaan advance within the forest, and we've seen his fight with the with the Grand Inquisitors. They mm-hmm. struggle with the fifth brother and the seventh sister. Well, there's two of them, and it's only one of Canaan. I guess that's true. And Zeb, like, what's Zeb gonna do, right? He's kind of like, yes, yeah, he's powerful, Ezra. but yeah, Ezra's still very, very much uh, an infant when it comes to force powers yeah, and things like, like that. So yeah, like the seventh sister just picks up Ezra and slams him against the back wall, and he's out of the fight right away, right? However, however, when they end up getting back to is it the is it the port there? Ahsoka yeah, is there. with the baby
2: because they find it.
1: That's right, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka dominates the fight. Yeah. Like not even close. Now this I struggle with a little bit. I don't struggle with it here. I struggle with it in the Mandalorian because when we see Ahsoka take on that um uh that warlord basically yeah it's it's a pretty even fight. Now is Ahsoka mm-hmm. doing that you think in that fight in order to get information? Probably well, or... she
2: wants to know where Thrawn is she can't kill her.
1: I hope that's the case because like her dominating the two Uh, inquisitors Mm -hmm. it's it's not even close
2: no i find it interesting too because i maybe it's not clear but like the inquisitors are like vader's force right but he doesn't train them i don't know i don't think he trains them
1: i think there's a certain a little bit. yeah he does
2: a little bit like i know like he chops off one of their hands so that they can understand what it is to lose yeah i know that happens um, but I don't think he does a lot of the training. which, And I thought it was really interesting because it's like they're like his students or his pupils. Yeah. Anakin's pupils. And Vader's pup- Anakin's pupils and Vader's pupils. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Inquisitorius. So I, I don't think that they were trained by Anakin. They couldn't have been. No, I don't think so either. No. Or by Vader. Like he just is busy doing Emperor's bidding.
1: What's, what's cool about the fight is Ahsoka catches <laughs> the Seven Sisters' lightsaber hilt. And then Turns off the blades. With yeah, the force. that was
2: that was that force meditation battle thing, right? Yeah, that was that was pretty cool.
1: And the seven sister cannot believe what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then Ahsoka force pushes her into a pillar beating her. The the fifth brother was not much of a fight. No. Um. She ends up jumping onto the Phantom. They take off and they escape. The Inquisitors are left basically staring uh, as they fly off, knowing that we've we're in trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the rebels depart. They uh, reunite the child with the grandmother, and Ahsoka is already aware that uh, the Inquisitors are abducting Force-sensitive children, and she actually makes uh, a remark about that during the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So, the thing is, though, the Jedi Order can protect them at that point. They don't have that protection now. Yeah. Now it's the rebellion, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, the Inquisitors return to their landed ships. They're destroyed. They're all they're all mad. And then uh, the Night Sisters probe droid shows up with some information that it caught when it spotted Ezra, mm-hmm. um, and that, yep, yeah, like you had said, the previous episode, Ezra just can't shut up. They find out where the uh, the rebels are hiding. Yeah. So yeah, I th-
2: I, li- I really like this episode too. It was a good episode. It was good. You know, like I like how Kanan also explains. I think it's with Zeb when they jump out the window to flee the Inquisitors and they just land in the speeder. Yeah. He's like, How did you know a speeder? How did you-? <laughs> and Kanan really had like no idea. Yeah. I think it was just like a blind trust that that was going to happen or something. Like a
1: little bit of the
2: force used there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a good episode. Um, it it and, is. You know, good. And then they, they talk like Kanan talks about Ezra's ability to connect. Too because, like, that baby's crying like crazy. And Ezra calms the baby down. And he's like, All right, Ezra, you deal with it. You have the ability to connect, which I thought was interesting. It's, yeah, because he
1: refers to it not just being like uh, an animal type thing.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then later on, you know, he says, um, You know, the baby won't stop crying. And then Kanan says, That's because he senses your fear. And he's like, Well, how can he sense my fear? And then Kan's like, Oh my God, because he's force sensitive. Right. Yeah. So you have to calm yourself basically to get the baby calm.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird that e- or Kanan doesn't sense that mm-hmm. until until kind of figuring it out, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. He, well, he figures it out in that moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, and, then uh, I, and then another note I made on on the on the episode was like when when Zeb and Chopper find the Inquisitor ships and they're looking in and like, please don't tell me that's an Inquisitor baby, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> Chopper says something. And then said, like, I'm not gonna blow it up with the baby in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this goes to show, like, how Chopper just is such a terrible, terrible person. If he was a person, he but would he be makes a terrible, so... terrible person if he was a person. Yeah.
1: But, but tell me that Chopper isn't super likable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he's entertaining.
2: <laughs> yes, I, I he think is. there's a difference. He is entertaining. There is yeah. oh, there entertaining yeah. and likable are two different things. Donald Trump was entertaining, <laughs> but he was not likable. Right? That's
1: true. Yeah. oh that's funny there you go yeah. so if you come oh, ever come across a chopper make sure that he likes you otherwise you're in trouble mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. it for our review of these five episodes next week we will we'll get into the next five seasons are longer so it's not just 15 um which is which is good there's lots of story and i like that it's four seasons long because there's no mm-hmm. filler really we get lots of great stuff and yeah well i actually
2: saw something on reddit just today and it was somebody did like an episodic breakdown of the clone wars in like a a graphic format and it was just like the episodes names and it was like this one is about this story this one is a main story this one's a sabine story this one's a Hera story oh that's cool and 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 it was like these episodes are part of the main storyline and you know these ones are totally skippable because I guess really? there's some complaints about like some of the episodes not really being all that relevant. I was like, well, yeah, that's just how TV shows
1: usually go, right? Well, like in storytelling, you have to depart from main story in order yeah, to open up other pieces. Otherwise, yeah. you, your your show will be six episodes long.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, and I like disagree with like the person who made this graphic, but mm-hmm. it does kind of show like you know the episodes that aren't really relevant to the story, the ones that are like main storyline, the ones that are side story, or the individual. I like That's that idea stories. though; it was kind of neat. I can send it to you. I'll put it in the chat group. Yeah, I'll, I'll go we back should check that out.
1: Um, um, next week, top five. What are you thinking we should do? Oh man, I don't know. Because uh, we've covered force powers. There's like neutral force powers or. Are- kind of whatever yeah should we get into meditation
2: (laughs) five five (laughs) slots of meditation like
1: exactly (laughs) um we'll think up something for our top five for next week it's going to be a lot of fun and then we'll also make sure that we get into the next five episodes um we're getting closer and closer of course to the end of season one and we all know what happens at the end of season one vader and season two two, sorry season two Yeah. yeah Yeah, so that's that's coming and uh we'll, we'll get there soon enough there's lots more stuff to dis, uh to get through and also throw back not only throw back and throw forward when it comes to those end episodes right mm-hmm. into the cross guard lightsaber of kylo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, maybe we should look at uh cool lightsabers
2: yeah we could do that i don't really that. know too many i'm
1: but that's where this is where it's fun because you can could check I could do it
2: like out. the the symbolism maybe of the lightsabers. I think would be what I would go for. No, let's do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Symbolisms of lightsabers, hilt variations. I guess
2: mean like yeah, or like whose lightsaber and why it's like that. Yeah, I guess so. Go.
1: We'll look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Matt. Where can we find you on uh, the the internet? If uh, at we all. Can
2: try and find me at k-e-y-h-o-h on twitter but I won't. I <laughs> but he won't since, answer you since before last week so
1: there you go hey that's recent yeah like when you compare it to before what was it months years
2: yeah probably
1: you can find me dso67 that's on instagram and twitter and of course pod underscore racers ask us some questions ask us what you or tell us what you want to hear and uh we'll get into it heels what would heels say
2: Oh, you would say, "Uh, well, take care and watch Star Wars."
1: Watch lots of Star Wars. Yeah, do it because it's fun. So we'll see you next week here on Pod Racers. See you, Matt.
2: All right, take care. <laughs>